Bush and Ritchie here with your daily takeaway. Uh, there's various bits of industrial action going on around the uh, country at the moment, and uh, the one that has, uh, well, there's two that have actually uh, yes. affected us today. Schools, obviously, uh, and uh, the tube strike here in London. Now, the direct consequence of that is that I have broadcast uh, today's show and uh, this episode of the daily takeaway wearing walking boots. It's been quite a millet show, actually, because you've been in walking boots, I've been wearing a fleece. Yes. For the, for this entire reason, we're, we're doing big journeys tonight. Neither of us hide the fact that we are dads, but um, stood here doing a radio show in walking boots. I know. I feel peak dad. It almost makes you want to go to the next level, like, why fight it? And get. You know, I know a lot of dads wear those, you know those trousers that got loads of pockets in them for, like, DIY? <laughs> Maybe we just get them as well and be done with it. The other thing that I'm thinking of doing, uh, and I think this would be the cherry on top, I'm thinking, thinking... Tucking my T-shirt into my jeans. Let's just go for it. It'll be extra warm as well. Do it. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. I feel a bit crabby today because I was up in the night uh, dealing with what I think is one of life's most irritating noises. Uh, it was the beep of a smoke alarm that's running out of his battery. Ah. So you might you might be, be aware of this situation. It never happens in the day. Never These things never run out of battery in the day at all. They, they happen in the middle of the night. And what it'll do, smoke alarms, rather than just saying... It's me putting his hand up and saying, it's me, I'm running out of battery. <laughs> what it'll do, it'll go, beep. And you'll look out, look out of bed and go, what's going on? Oh, I was just dreaming that, go back to sleep again. it go, beep. <laughs> so then you'll get up in your pants and crawl around thinking, stand under it for a bit and thinking, no, I must have been back in a dream, get back in bed, beep, and it'll happen again. Finally identified it, had a gap on the chair, couldn't get the front off the... The flipping smoke alarm. Yeah. Thought it was going to rip out the ceiling. I thought, I thought, let's not let's not panic here. I'll just Google it. Ended up getting one of them fat batteries out of it at like two o'clock this morning, and it's got me thinking. I, I reckon it might be one of the worst noises in the world. I know you need to replace it. Yeah, well done the, on you for doing it. Thank you. Safety of the fact. Well, I haven't actually replaced it yet. It's just oh, on the kitchen table. Do it tonight, eh? Oh, well, of course I will. Good. But I thought this 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 could be used for the show uh, tonight in terms of compiling a top ten list of the most annoying sounds in the world. What's going on the list? I see your battery replacement for the smoke detector and I raise it with my oven tray. What's your oven tray? Your washing machine the other day now, your oven tray? So underneath the oven there's a little drawer which is just for your oven trays so you can store them but they don't have to go in the oven and get hot when you suddenly need one. Like it? That's great, it's brilliant. Until the fan kicks in and then the oven tray drawer rattles. And that's really quite irritating if you're doing a roast at the weekend. Yeah. Maybe the oven's on for about two and a half hours. Uh, and you've just got this drawer going... Sounds like a propeller. They can stop the rattle, if you want, by kicking your foot against the drawer. That's not sustainable you can't for two and a half hours. You can't do that. Put someone against it. It's really quite that, I've tried a child. That, that almost works. Roll, roll Rocco against it. Then they get bored. Adam says, people who type loud, which is ironic because our producer, Adam, who's not here, types loud... <laughs> And Katya says, uh, something outside my hotel room slowly dripping at night, which is kind of weird as well. Leslie's been on saying people slurping dirty burgers on the train. You know people when they're drunk with like lots of burgers getting back on that last train? It's awful. Uh, PBB on Twitter says, Microsoft Teams ringtone. Uh, how Whoa. about this from Barney, cat being sick? Worst sound ever. Awful. And they, they, they do it on purpose with like grass and that, don't they? They do. And it's a very over-the-top one. I, I do feel like they could do the physical action but do it with less noise. Well, you see, I don't want to start an argument here, but you and our boss Paul are two people who I would highlight as who, who over-sneeze. You over-dramatise your sneeze. Are you kidding me? No, you, you shout, you sneeze shout, I would call it. 
That's outrageous. You do a proper and, and nose blow as well. I don't do it on purpose. That's that's just how it happens. It's just a bit extra. You've never said this after like five years. <laughs> now is the time How's for it to come suddenly out. Suddenly coming out. <laughs> it's the best forum on for on air as well. It heals it's things. A personal slight. It's not healing yet. Oh, we've had a terribly turbulent first seventeen minutes of home time. If Dramatic there's any... sneezes. Yeah, have a little think about it during I, this. Oh, it I happens. Have. Uh, Alex and Putney says Fox is getting down to business in the back garden. Poppy says recorders and my husband's snoring. <laughs> what a combo. Uh, Keith got quite a choice here. He says every night I have the choice of sleeping in my bedroom and listening to my four-month-old toss, turn, grunt, snort, gurgle and cry <laughs> or sleep in the spare room and listen to the boiler clicking on and off all night. That's like a rock and a hard place, that, isn't it? I'd suggest Keith driveway and the back of the car. Uh, Helen says uh, the noise buses make when they stop the loud hissing sound I love that sound yeah it's a good sound it's like machinery and uh, uh, high pressure air in action uh, in other news got Darren on the line Darren what noise do you think needs to be on our list of terrible noises it's a, what they call a parliament of about 20 crows all trying to outcraw each other at 6 o'clock in the morning then a load of magpies join in and then jackdaws and it just ends up like a cacophony of different crow noises where on earth do you live Darren with this kind of stuff going on out in your back garden <laughs> I live at Topstar Green in Brentwood. There's, okay. There's two big oak trees opposite. Oh, right, and they're just hanging out. There's loads of birds just hanging out there, like like a Hitchcock movie. I don't know whether there's a, an owl there or a buzzard or whether they're just squabbling over. I mean, it's coming up the mating season. Could be that. Oh, it's going to get worse for you if that's the case. Oh, dear. Outcrawing oh. each other. What, they're all there? They're trying to argue over an owl? Is that what happens? No, sometimes if you get an owl roosting, yeah. the other bird, for some reason, other birds hate owls. What's wrong with owls? They're, they're just mind their own business doing the whole 360 head trick. With a concave face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's because they, uh, they probably take them when they're roosting. Right, OK, so there's, there's an owl that's moved in and is causing a right old stir amongst the magpie and crow community. Well, I, I reckon it's an owl because I've seen that before. <laughs> Darren, we're really talking about irritating noises here. I feel like you've put a lot out there about the birds yes. and the avian community. Amazing. And, and they probably have the, the right to reply, but uh, good on you. No worries. Rich in Sussex says, annoying noises, two middle-aged men eating toasties on the radio. <laughs> That's a low blow, isn't it? It is a low blow. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. Over the last week, we've had a lot of you uh, email the show, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk, asking us when washing machine chat was going to return. Oh, uh, yeah. We devoted an entire hour of the show to it. Went off. Absolutely went off. You loved it. Can't get enough of it. Well, the kind of final bit of washing machine chat right now, though, uh, as the, the new washing machine arrived at home this morning. Great excitement. Can we call it washing machine chat? Extra load. You know, like a, <laughs> I love what you've done there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love what you've done. Thank it's you. Very good. Thank you for that. Uh, was given a seven till twelve window. Now I was planning in on, on being in that time. Thankfully, the the teachers' strike meant that we were home, not doing much. Uh, and uh, eight fifteen, the the van arrived. So quite early on in the window, which was brilliant. Speaking of windows, I bet you were up there, like, you know, like a dog at the window when you got someone turning up, like of a postman. Of course I was. Can't wait. Uh, so in they come, they start taking out the uh, the old machine and start to get ready to get the new machine out the back of their van, put the old one in the back of the van at the same time. And I thought, well, this is taking a little bit of a while. What's going on? So looking back out the window, and I can I can see the two of them in the back of the van having quite some discussion. The bloke comes in and goes, uh, sorry, mate, it's gone from bad to worse. Um, 
the tailgate's jammed. Can't get the uh, can't get the van open. Oh. And I went, all right, okay. He went, yeah. So uh, we can't get your old machine on the back of the van. And I'm thinking, you can't get the new machine off the back of the van, can you? <laughs> so they had to drive all the way back up from Hertfordshire back up to Peterborough to oh, get no. their van fixed to then come all the way back down and we were the first job of the day they've still got loads of other people's things on there that they're waiting so for so they'll be pulling an all nighter those two fellas I felt so sorry for them because they were loveliest guys not their fault the, the van had jammed but they were having an absolute shocker of a day delivery nightmares because you think about it you think you know everyone's had one you know on the receiving side yeah but then I thought well no it's, it's the delivery people as well but it does it, it, when you're looking forward to something arriving and you've tracked it this is the thing like back in the olden days there was no tracking so you can see that it was out with darren yeah. and be delivered between you know 10 a.m and 1 p.m but like now that you know and you can almost watch this thing be delivered to your your street it kind of raises your ex- expectations probably a bit too much telling I mean? me i knew it was a 7 till 12 window so had i set my alarm clock for 6 55 so i could be watching the tracking from seven of course i had i'd watch this thing come all the way down the a1m i was so disappointed when the tailgate jammed but i think it's, it's captured the public's imagination because someone, a listener, messaged me privately on Instagram this morning to say he reckoned you would definitely forget to take the restraining bolts out of the drum and ruin the new washing machine. So how are you messaging me first thing in the morning about Richie's washing machine? He knows it's being delivered. You know what, that's really concerning me because I don't know whether it's been put on yet because it arrived after I'd left for work because of the train strikes and stuff. The plot thickens. That's really stressing me out. Nate said our first house was one of eight on a private road. People parked horribly. It was so narrow. When we bought anything that was big, washing machine or furniture, had to be carried 150 metres as a van couldn't get to our front door. So tiring. It's stressful, isn't it? If you're the person receiving that thing. I've got a delivery nightmare for you. As you know, I'm a board game geek. I bought myself a... I love card game tables. Mm -hmm. Those old tables with, like, green felt on the thing. Oh, beautiful. Proper old school. I bought one. They said it had been delivered, but it had been delivered to the, apparently according to the, the form, the flat downstairs. We lived in a block of flats in, yeah. in North London at that point. So when I knocked on the door and the guy said, no, it, it claimed he'd never seen it, didn't know anything about it. And I, I, had, the, I had the receipt saying that they delivered it to yeah. that, that flat. And forever on, I, I knew he was the, the fellow that had my gaming table. <laughs> gaming table guy, I used to call him. Hated him. Uh, Richard says, a couple of years ago, I was delivering prescriptions to nursing homes one wet and windy night. I misjudged an entry to a home oh. and managed to demolish a stone gatepost and the van. That's horrendous. I did confess, though, he says. I like people who do that. We had a delivery driver who knocked a load of uh, wing mirrors but left a note on every single car, which is good. Uh, One other question. Will your new washing machine play a song when it's done its stuff? I don't know whether this particular... It's a different brand to the previous one. I don't know whether this particular brand is from a different European country, shall we say. I don't know whether they do sing songs. It might come... I imagine you walking up to it at the end and then not getting that final thing. (laughs) Uh, Paddy says, I booked an Asda delivery and the driver phoned and asked me to help him because the bag's were heavy. I thought he was winding me up. <laughs> Tom, I had to deliver 300 mini cereal boxes as part of a free paper delivery. I guess, I suppose, variety is the spice of life. Oh. Oh. Uh, this text says, I ha- I'm an HGV driver and regularly have to deliver 58,500 empty bottles at a time to a brewery in Kent. That almost ties in with the awful noise thing we were talking about in the first hour of the show. <laughs> and then John in Enfield. This is incredible. I volunteered during lockdown to deliver food packages in white plastic bags. On realising two deliveries to the same block of flats, I went up the stairs with seven bags in each hand. Half... <laughs> Halfway up, my jeans fell down, probably due to all the delivery activity. Steps were too narrow to drop the bags, so I had to navigate the last ten steps. 
<laughs> like a giant penguin. This is the Daily Takeaway. Back to the Dunk Index. Our attempt to find out what is the best dunking biscuit in the world using science. When we say science, we mean string attached to the microphone with a bulldog clip at the end. Uh, we're down to the final four. It's a big day on home time tonight because uh, the final four biscuits in this kind of World Cup chart that we put together are bourbon creams, Fox's Chocky Rounds, Gold Bars and, incredibly, Rich Tea Biscuits. Who would have thought? Now, you refer to the science of a bit of string on uh, the end of a microphone and a bulldog clip. Well, the science is doubled tonight because the semi-finals you're going to hear one now another in an hour's time it is double the bulldog double the string it's simultaneous dunking of biscuits we are dipping two biscuits into two separate cups of tea at the same temperature at the same time Yes, semi-final number one, the chocolate round and the bourbon biscuits. Now, these may run long because obviously these guys are elite. They've already got through the group stages. So what we're going to do is we'll start it off. If something breaks off straight away, then fine, we'll tell you about it. If not, we'll put a song on and you'll hear a klaxon. That klaxon will let you know that we have a resolution. And you'll be sat there listening to your favourite music across all our nine playlists and thinking, I wonder which one has won. Well, you'll find out in a minute. So are we ready for the tension of the lowering of the two biscuits into the two simultaneous cups of tea next door to each other. We hasten to say this has never been done on radio before. No, Quite, yeah, there's a reason for that. There it goes. Slowly dunked in. They're both on bits of string attached to two different bulldog clips. It really is a uh, feat of engineering par excellence. And both are in. The timer is underway. And the Bourbon lasted a, a, a shorter time in the course of finals. In fact, the, the chocolate round lasted the longest of all of the biscuits in the heat so far. I, I think, for me, the big shocks of this competition so far, bourbon cream, rich tea biscuits. They're the underdogs. So it means we've got two great heats. There's an aggressive melt going on on the Fox's chocolate round. I'll tell you that much. Would you believe it? Give it a little lift up so we can see their uh, structural integrity. Oh! Oh! I think we might have a result there. We have a result! By merely moving the microphone arm a small little centimetre, the bourbon biscuit has crumbled and is out! Congratulations to Fox's Chocolate Rounds into the final of our Dunk Index. Peter has just texted to say, glad you're using a controlled method to sort out the winner, and hopefully it's partly as a result of our discussion on the show last week. Obviously, Peter. Uh, the, the, the other semi-final on the way within the next hour. It is indeed, Obviously, we've not had sort of like two two like matches in one show before. So the, the two bulldog clips are now drying wow. uh, on a paper towel over there. Obviously, because uh, the one that had the the foxes round on soils with molten chocolate now. That's just been cleaned off and ready for the next Gotta bit. Be cleaned off. The foxes chocolate round is in the final. What will join it? The gold bar or the real surprise? The rich tea biscuits. Uh, what we're doing because we've obviously got two semi-finals on tonight's show. We're double dunking. That's right. Normally, it's a bit of string bulldog clip attached. To the microphone lowered in. We're doing that twice over in two different cups of tea. So, as the arm gets lowered, the second semi-final is underway. And both biscuits are now in the tea. So we're timing them as we go. Uh, the rich tea surprised everyone the other night. Stretched to look like a naan bread. Very, very <laughs> oh! weird. Held on. Oh, my goodness! The cold bar... I don't know what has happened. Hold on a second. But 18 seconds in and the gold bar has snapped and fallen into the tea. I cannot, I cannot believe what I see. There's going to be riots in the city centre of Gold Bar HQ. This is a, a, an unbelievable result. Wow. Well, what about that? It's, it's confounded all the critics. The, the rich tea biscuit is in the final 
of the Dunk Index. I don't know what has happened. We're going to have to watch this back. It's been filmed. I don't know what has happened. This semi-final has been the shortest of all of the heats that we have had. High drama. This is incredible. Something very strange has gone on. <laughs> but the final tomorrow will be the Foxes chocolate round versus the Rich D. Can't believe it. Rich Tea, which is a little bit like Greece winning Euro 2004, <laughs> versus Fox's Chocolate Round. A lot of flack coming in about our science. Uh, Jimothy says, This biscuit competition is flawed, lads. Of course the Chocolate Round is in the final. It's like saying we are dunking Murphy into a vat of tea <laughs> to see how long he lasts before he prunes up and then lowering Robocop. Come on, Rich Tea, it well, says. What does, he, what does he say to the fact that uh, the, the, the gold bar crumbled like it did? It's shocked us all. But science. There's been a lot of, lot of uh, stuff written in the papers a lot of conjecture about it, but it is science at the end of the day. Yeah. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. This week we're giving you the chance to head to the Teenage Cancer Trust gigs at the iconic Royal Albert Hall, and we've got a hell of a competition on the line to win tickets to go and see Jake Bug. Our producer Nick has given us This Is The Bed for it. I believe this is the theme tune to A Bug's Life. Yeah, you're right. I can yeah. see how this is going. <laughs> uh, let's welcome to the show our contestants tonight. It's Joe. How you doing, Joe? Where are you from? Hi, uh, yeah, I'm from Malden. Good lads. And have you had a good day? Yeah, it's been good. It's a bit wet, but, you know. Is that the salt place, Malden Salt? We went there, didn't we? We did go there, yeah. yeah. Did you ever, go, ever yeah. go down there and get some salt or anything? Uh, well, yeah, from the shop. All right, fair enough. Okay. If you can be bothered. <laughs> if he needs salt, really, I suppose. I just feel like he just want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, Joe, uh, let's see if you um, know your insects more than your condiments. Uh, got three questions coming up for you. The deal is this. We call it the meatloaf proposition. If you get two out of three, you're going off to go and see Jake Bug at the Royal Albert Hall, all right? Cool. Good, right. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> He's a live wire. I thought I loved him or not, so hopefully she does. We'll find out in time. Got to win the tickets first. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, got to get two out of three, Joe. Good luck. First question, the film, A Bug's Life. You can hear the music playing right now. Follows insect hero, Flick. But what type of bug is he? A, a butterfly. B, a grasshopper. Or C, an ant? He's an ant. He is. He is, isn't he? One out of one. Well done. <laughs> Question number two. You only need this one and you're off to see Jake Bug. Uh, the Fly was a song released in 1991 by which band? Was it A, U2, B, Nirvana, or C, R.E.M.? Oh, I don't even know that one. Oh. Have a guess. The Fly. We'll go for U2. What oh, a guess. Well done. Uh, that is your two out of three. We don't even need to get to uh, the one about the other. Uh, well, we've got some music. We've got a sound effect thing. Number three. Let's let's do number three. We'll it's got do the it sound anyway. Go See on, if go you on. get the hat trick. But you got the tickets, but just for for giggles. Uh, please identify which of these following sounds that producer Nick went and got. So we're going to play them to you anyway. Which of these sounds is made by a cricket? Is it this, <laughs> or is it this? <laughs> Or is it this? Was it A, B or C? Oh, I'll have to go with an educated guess of B. <laughs> it was indeed well a cricket. <laughs> well done, you're off to go see Jake Bug. Thank you very much. Are you, cool? Are you in the car, Joe? Uh, I'm in the uh, lorry. Oh, give us a beep of the horn then, just to celebrate. Oh, don't, it's the most... Uh... <laughs> 
Oh, oh my lord, is everything okay, Joe? He's in the car. He's not no, in a lorry. That's that not a lorry's horn noise, is it? That is. I have to ask for a more uh, horn. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> there are medical advisors that will will we'll put you in touch with that can deal with that. Give us one more little beat before you go. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you just refer you to our chat at the beginning about what would what do we need to do to get next level dadding. Uh, he's already got the walking boots. I've got yeah. the fleece. Talking about tucking t-shirt into trousers. If there's anything else that we can do to go next level dad, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk.